Hey everybody, just wanted to take a few seconds of your time before the podcast starts. Just wanted to let you know about a passion project of mine for the last three years called Hustle Focused Energy. It's a powdered drink mix intended to help you focus and accomplish your goals. Super excited to bring this to market. Go check it out, hustletheday.com. And thank you so much for listening. On this episode of the Hustle the Day podcast, I have Maria Fitzgerald on the show. Maria, at a young age, discovered the power of habits, setting your day up with intention and journaling, and she has since created a side hustle where she is creating journals to help people do the same thing. Great story. You're going to want to listen to this one. Let's jump into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle of the Day podcast. My name is Trent. Super excited to have Maria Fitzgerald here today. Maria, why don't you jump in? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks so much, Trent. I was so excited to be invited to be on the Hustle of the Day podcast. I own a wellness brand, specifically a wellness journal called the One Ray Journal that helps you to track your healthy habits, just five of them, um, and start your day on a positive note to promote health and wellness for anyone in any season of their lives. I also do have a a YouTube channel with different vlogs on motivation, wellness, and lifestyle to support the actual journal with resources on recipes, workouts, gratitude ideas, organization, a little bit of everything, and sharing my life on there. Very cool. Yeah. And, you know, I've been following this journey for a little bit and it's super exciting to see, you know, that you've, you're coming out with uh, some new products here shortly, a um, couple of days after this podcast airs. And so that's, that's exciting. But um, you mentioned the five simple things that you, that you want to track. Is there a specific reason you came up with those five or how did that process come where you said, these are the ones that we've got to, we've got to dial in? So these five habits have, for me, made the biggest difference. I get very overwhelmed easily, and I think that it's unrealistic to focus on 30 different areas of health. When the media is feeding us, you have to be perfect at this and do this and this, and it feels overwhelming. And starting small has been what I've built success in healthy habits on. Um, The five habits are setting your daily intentions. So we do mental and physical health. Um, So setting your intention in my own definition is what kind of person do you want to be? How do you want to present yourself? What habits or skills in your own life do you want to improve on? Uh, Daily gratitude. So what are you thankful for today? And very specific things. We don't go big. We don't go like my job, my career. You know, we go um, my cup of coffee this morning or that note that my boyfriend left me this morning. Something very small that makes you smile. Yeah. Um, nutrition. So you can, and you can either plan this before you actually do it, or you can reflect in the evening. Uh, but I ask myself, what food is going to energize and fuel me today? And then we write those things down so that we don't fall to temptation. Like when your coworkers ask if you want to go to lunch and you're like, Oh, I was trying to eat healthy, but eh, screw it. You know, this sets you up for success. So you have a plan. 
uh, daily activity, which is how are you going to move your body today? How are you going to celebrate your ability to feel good and sweat for both mental and physical health? Um, and then your hydration. So how much water are you drinking? Because I know that when I don't keep track, I don't drink enough and then I get headache or I get brain fogged or tired. And so those five things feel like they're the most important to actually create change in your life. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with the water thing and that, you know, you've got to have that, uh, that water intake there because, you know, I was doing some research for a, a video that I did about, you know, five ways to naturally increase your energy. And one of them is water and, um, uh, a 5% drop in hydration can represent a 30% drop in energy levels. So, I mean, it is drastic. So <laughs> having the, having the water, uh, can definitely make a difference in your day. So I'm glad that you're putting that out there. Is there a certain amount that works best for you or is there, is so there a certain amount of water you try to hit? Yes. I try to hit a gallon, which I drink out of a 32 ounce. So this is four. I fill this up four times and I have it specific, like by 11 AM, I need to have one by, you know, I kind of have it broken down by time. But for someone who's a beginner, I would say, um, kind of the standard, they say half your body weight in ounces. So if you're, you know, for easy math, if you weigh a hundred pounds and then you cut that in half, that'd be 50. So you'd want to start with 50 ounces. So that's a good place to start, but I'm very active. Um, I have to be focused a lot of the day. So a gallon works for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, that's something I, I try to do as well as to uh, have a gallon of water a day. Um, so it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it, honestly, it, it's hard at, at first. Uh, now it's, to me, it's pretty easy. It's, uh, it's now, you know, I'll hit it fairly early in the day and it's like, Oh, I'm done with water. Do I, what do I drink now? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned, you know, starting the day with those intentions and with gratitude and personally, I believe tremendously in gratitude and how that sets up your day. Uh, what benefits have you noticed in starting this journaling and have, have you ever missed a day and seen what that, how that, uh, contrasts your day with when you are journaling? Of course. I'm not perfect. I skip days. I'm, I get busy. Um, it's interesting. So I think this is just, I, I forget who said it, but there's a biological and somebody has done extensive research on this. It's actually a quote in one of my new journals. Um, so that's why it's fresh on my head. But um, somebody has done research to show that there is a negative bias in our brains. So we're wired to think negatively majority of the time. That's why it's so easy for us to do. Um, and days that I don't look at my life and say, what good is there? Um, I wake up and I am so negative. I'm, I doubt myself. I, I predict my day. It's going to suck. I'm going to hate the people that I'm around. Like, to be honest with you, I just, I am not a, a positive thinker. Um, by, you know, I don't know how to word this, but I guess I would say it's a thing that has taken work to think positive and the gratitude list is the number one thing that I've noticed has helped that. And when I don't journal, I feel very off. My mind is scattered. I don't pump myself up with, <laughs> you know, encouragement like I know that I should. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you talked about getting busy. You have a full-time job as well. So this is your, your side hustle, correct? Yes. 
Awesome. So I, I love that. I love people that are out there, you know, trying to make that difference through, uh, they're through a side hustle. They're not just stuck in a certain environment and you're creating an impact while doing this at the same time, which is great. But how have setting those daily habits helped you in your entrepreneurial journey? Just like I set them for my health, I set them for my business. So I have a little bit of a different strategy when it comes to business. I first um, write down each project that I have going on. So like, for example, journals would be one, YouTube would be another. Um, I write down all of the things that I know are, I have to do for the business from insignificant to, you know, have to get it done today. And then I break it down into the top three. So what's going to move the needle the most? And then I schedule them into my calendar to make sure that I get them done because being accountable for yourself in business is a little different than health because it determines your paycheck. So if you don't get it done, you, you know, it's, it's a little bit more important. So, um, but I definitely think if you can develop the consistency in your health, you can develop it in your business and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. So I've had, uh, you know, somebody who's become a good friend who was on the podcast, uh, you know, he's a coach and he talks about the first thing he does is he sets their health in order first. He's like, you can't, you can't, uh, trying to think of the way he puts it, but you can't accelerate your business without having your health in order first. Like that is, yeah, that's what's going to make the difference is by getting, starting with your health, making sure your body's acting right so that your mind can act right so that you can focus on your business. Absolutely. That is the thing. That's the foundation of every single thing you do in your life, how you lead your family, how you lead your business. And so if your health isn't in, they always say there's a quote again, I don't know who said it, but you can't pour from an empty cup. So you pour from your overflow. When you get yourself in check first, you're able to more easily give to others. And the quality of your work is so much better when you're thinking fresh. Like I wake up at 5am every day. I ride my spin bike that wakes me up mentally before I even tackle any of the work that I have to do for the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Gain your body moving, gain the blood flowing that, that definitely helps. And that's something that honestly, I'm, I'm a big proponent of, and lately I haven't been as good with it. And so it's one of those things where it's like, I know, I know the, what I should be doing. And then I don't always do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the biggest thing is it's not what to do because everyone knows what to do. They know they should eat better. They know they should exercise. It's how do you break that momentary choosing the easier option or what you think would give you the more return on investment right away, even though long-term choosing that harder option is what's going to pay off. So that's kind of the big question that nobody can seem to find the, the answer to yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it is good to uh, it is good to start with the hard things first, get those out of the way, and then the rest of it goes. It's you know goes downhill from there. It's it's easier to knock off that task list when you tackle those hard things first. For sure. So, how is it that you stumbled upon the power of creating these habits? So it all goes back and just like most products, they don't just happen. They don't just form because I thought, oh, it'd be really cute to make a guided journal. Um, when I was a sophomore in high school, I just did not feel good. And I would say I was kind of like a loner in high school. Like I'm an only child. I spend a lot of time alone. Um, and I just had... I just didn't like where I was at mentally. I was eating a lot of processed foods like 
gosh, McDonald's French fries and Starbucks Frappuccinos. Not that there's anything wrong with them, but I was just consuming so much of it. And I was getting headaches and mentally I was just brain fogged. And I, I knew there was a, a way to feel better. Um, and so I started running every day. You know, I'm 16. I'm like not, you know, the in the best shape of ever because I never have worked out before. So I started running every day to get out of this mental slump. Um, and I started writing gratitude. That was the first thing I did. I saw it on Pinterest and every day in a blank notebook, I started writing that down. And then I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do that and I'm going to run, I should be making better nutrition choices to better the quality of my runs and my physical, I guess, activity level. So I started tracking that. And then I noticed I'm getting headaches still. I'm not drinking enough water. And so piece by piece, the layers were there. And I continued to journal like that for eight years before I actually came out with it because people I would talk to would be like, how, how do you stay consistent in your healthy habits? And these are like my parents' friends, you know, in their forties who are like, how come you can do it? And I have this whole life experience and I, you know, so, um, I thought maybe it would be valuable for people to focus on the same things that I am and not get sidetracked by the commercials of the diet pills or the fit teas, because that's not what got me there all of the least attractive things like eating a banana for breakfast instead of a fancy, you know, diet pill or whatever. That's what got me there. So I thought, how could I help people make healthy habits without relying on myself? So I didn't want to do coaching. I wanted to just give people a tool that I use that I continue to use to thrive as a healthy and happy version of myself that continues to get better. I don't want to say I'm the happiest or the healthiest because I think can always reach for something higher. Um, and so, yeah, I wanted to give people the gift of that. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that story. And you know, it really is. That's the best way to build those habits is to layer them and to, you know, build upon those habits that you already have. Uh, and that's the best way to really make those a long lasting success. And that's where you have these quick, quick fixes are not going to do it because they're not building the long-term success. Absolutely. And it's crazy because deep down, we know quick fixes don't work. They don't work with money. They don't work with health, but we still continue to fall for it. I mean, it's crazy the way that our minds work and it's not, you know, I'm not saying you're like, I'm blaming anyone who falls for it. It's just crazy that we continue to believe them and companies continue to capitalize on, that kind of thing when they know it doesn't work, we know it doesn't work and people still, you know, it's still a multi-million dollar industry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, so you kind of talked about, you know, how you got started in that journaling process and, you know, at what point did you decide, Hey, I really need to be putting this out there. I really need to be marketing this. I really need to be, you know, helping people, um, you said it was roughly about eight years before you started that, uh, before you came to that realization? Yes. And then um, in October of 2018, we started formatting the journal. I just put a, a post on Instagram like, hey, looking for graphic designers. And a girl that I went to high school with who is amazingly talented in terms of graphic design reached out to me, sent me this beautiful profile. And I'm like, hey, I want to um, I kind of want to make a journal because various people in my life had said, you know, you're obsessed with journaling. Why don't you make something yourself? And I spent weeks and weeks on Amazon, on Google, 
looking at other journals, kind of like my unofficial marketing analysis, because I had no idea about anything involving business back then. And I could not find a journal that felt like what was true and worked for me. So I thought, okay, there's a spot in the market for me to do this. And we did it. <laughs> That's and then great. it came out in March of 2019. I forgot to include that. <laughs> Very cool. And you've got, uh, you know, a second edition, correct, that's coming out here on the 22nd of December? Yes. Yeah, so we have two journals currently, a teal journal with the spiral sun design and a minimal navy design cover. Um, and each journal is the exact same. They're three-month daily logbooks, but the teal version is a different cover with different daily quotes than the navy journal. So the nuts and bolts are the same, but there's a little bit of variety between journals. Um, and then we have two new journals coming out. One is kind of a cranberry orange cover and the other is pink. So it definitely contrasts the current two that we have. Yeah, for sure. That's exciting though. And you've gotten some great feedback I've seen on the new cover designs and, you know, it'll have new quotes in there and it'll be, you know, exciting new adventure for you. And I love that you're doing them in three month increments because a, a year seems overwhelming and, you know, six months even seems overwhelming. So I think that three month is kind of the sweet spot where it's like, okay, I can handle this journal. For sure. Thank you for that, by the way. Um, it seems like, you know, there's so many quotes out there. One says it takes 21 days to form a habit. One says it takes 60 days. Well, if you can stick to something for three months, you're probably going to be able to stick to it for more. But that's kind of just like you said, the sweet spot of how long someone's willing to take. And I think it's very satisfying for progress, especially at the beginning when you can close the journal and you can say, I did my three months. Here it is. Instead of feeling like the finish line is very far out of reach. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one thing I want to say also is I've, I've done, you know, kind of the digital journaling and there's definitely something to be said about writing it down, putting it on pen to paper. It's a completely different experience and it tends to stick with you better. And at least in my own opinion, uh, where, where if I put it on a phone, it just disappears. It's, you know, often the digital ether. Whereas when I write it down, it's like, Oh, what did I write down today? And I can recall that easier. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different angles to that. There's, you know, how the actual um, neuro neurological connection from the brain to the hand when you write things down, then there's the distraction from the phone. Things tend to get lost, you know, no matter what we type on there. It's kind of like a funnel. Our brain just assumes, you know, it's a lot of energy to be on your phone. So when you write down pen and paper with a blank white slate, you're focused, you're present in the moment, and you're more likely to stick to it due to all of the scientific research that has been done to prove that. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So I know you've had quite the journey with this latest cover design. Um, I wasn't following you with when the first one came out, but what would you say is a challenge that you never expected to have happen in creating these journals? Well, first of all, I did not go to school for business, so I do not have experience in it. I do seek out books and podcasts, but I was unaware how unreliable manufacturing uh, places are. And I'm so glad you reached out to me when you said you had so many issues with um, developing the focus supplement. With this recent launch, um, our manufacturer dropped the ball. That The original one that I was supposed to use, you know, a week before they were supposed to go into print... Um, so that was an issue. And then last year, when I came out with the Navy journals, um, I had it 
the previous manufacturer before I looked for a new one. Um, they shipped all the journals from Tennessee to Ohio and the boxes were super damaged. There was no tape on them. The journals, um, got melted in the sun and it was, and I had 150 journals, you know, out of my own pocket cause I do not use any loans or anything. And, um, the journals came destroyed and it was a mess. And so that's part of the reason why I found a new manufacturer, but, um, I, it was on Halloween 2019 and I just cried. It was horrible, but you know what? You pick up, you keep going and things get better. <laughs> oh, wow. That, that does sound devastating. I mean, that, that is unfortunate. You know, I had, you know, similar experiences, but nothing quite like that where the product arrives that damaged and that like, uh, that's heartbreaking. It was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, you, you learned from that. You found a, a, you know, better manufacturer now that, you know, hopefully can package their, their things, uh, the right way. And yeah. for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's a good learning experience. It is unfortunate that you had to go through that, but, um, uh, at the same time, you know, you can either, uh, take that as a, as a loss or you can take that as a learning experience. Absolutely. And everything, every situation like that only continues to make me better and harder and more forward when it comes to, you know, being upfront about, hey, I just want to make sure like with this, um, these journals haven't arrived to me physically yet, but they had an option to have shrink wrap around like a bundle of 10. So that, you know, tells me they're not going to be damaged in the package. So I would not have had them shrink wrapped had that not happened. And who knows in the future, something worse would have happened if I had a bigger shipment. So it was a good, you know, it was a good learning experience. I have no, no negative opinions from that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's good. And that's fortunately something I didn't have to worry about with my product is uh, it was just manufactured 45 minutes down the road. So I Amazing. went and took my truck and load the pallet on and, you know, I could go through it then and there and make sure everything was good. But that's so good. Since this is the Hustle of the Day podcast, what would you say is your personal definition of the word hustle? To me, hustle means giving your best focus and energy and intention in the time that you have to work. Because for a lot of us working nine to five, we don't have an eight hour day. We have three hours after work when you're exhausted. So putting your best foot forward and deciding to show up as your best self even though you're tired, even though you're exhausted, but keeping that to a shorter amount of time than all day. Because traditionally, like you were talking about hustle used to mean all day, every day, 24-7 grind. Now it's how can I maximize the energy and focus that I have to do my best work in a short amount of time? Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, you've got that minimal amount of time. Um, you know, you've got your, your full-time job, you've got this, you've got so many strategies around this too. You've got to be able to segment that time and be able to focus in on that. And, you know, I love that definition. Um, speaking of, you know, segmenting this, you've got the journals. We've talked a lot about the journals. How does the, how does YouTube play into this? How is it that that's become a part of your strategy? So one thing that keeps me motivated is watching other people on YouTube in the fitness space, in the entrepreneurship space, um, and I learn a lot from them, especially the ones where they sit down and they're like, look, things aren't good. Or, you know, I'm really doubting myself. I just want to let you know, even though I felt this huge thing, I still have these feelings too. So number one, to be relatable for other people who are on this journey, because I pretty much share the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
Um, and number two, to act as a resource if you're using the journal and you're like, great, I have the journal, but now I don't know what to write in the activity section because I've never worked out before, or I don't know how to put together a wholesome, healthy meal. So there's a good bit of all of that on the channel um, about different ways and different examples that you can implement it into your life, no matter what season or what your life looks like. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I, I do think it complements each other. Well, um, obviously you have Instagram as well, but you know, that YouTube strategy, I've you know, talked with several people on the podcast about that YouTube strategy and it is a legitimate strategy that is something like we talked about, uh, um, on a, on another episode where, you know, something can live on YouTube for years and years and years. Whereas on Instagram, people forget about it. You can't search it. You can't find it. You have to know the person you have to be able to scroll through. If it's not a story, you know, have to look through highlights and all this YouTube, it's evergreen. It's there. It's always going to be searchable. It's always going to be accessible. Yeah. And it's actually interesting because I have one video that I would say has done considerably better than other videos. And it's the only one on my channel that is not wellness related. <laughs> 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 and I, I'm like a little salty about it, but it's okay. And it's interesting the way the YouTube algorithm works um, because we went and visited the new uh, Machine Gun Kelly coffee shop, which is local in Cleveland where I am. And that one is just like going, we hit like a thousand views, I think, which is big for a channel like mine. that's relatively small. And every other one has like, like so many less views. And I'm like, you know what? Am I even doing this <laughs> for anything? <laughs> but you know what? It comes with the territory. I mean, you know, you put something out there, hopefully people like it. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? Maybe you should be putting some more of the uh, music related stuff out there because we've connected through music as well. It's like, you know, True. you've helped me discover True. some people and, yeah. you know. You're uh, absolutely I've, right about that. I'm always taking <laughs> I've got one last question I want to ask you, personal or business, what is it that excites you about the future? Ooh, I like talking about things involving the future. <laughs> um, I would have to say inviting more people into our community. So getting the journal to more people so they can see um, the, the kindness that is currently, I have such a genuine kind community. It's not huge, but the people who are in it, I know their names, I know their stories, and they're just good people who are looking to lift each other up. Um, and from my experience, being surrounded by people who are doing the thing that you want, who are embodying the skills, who are practicing what they preach is the best way to get you there. Um, so and I guess bringing beginners and people who never thought they could feel this good in their body and their mind into our community and just getting the journal out there, I guess, brand awareness and continuing to make new, beautiful journals. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. And you know what, I, I wish you the best of success. Um, you know, I appreciate, you know, you taking time out of your day to come on the podcast and, you know, talk about the power of the habits and journaling and, you know, all the great things that you're working on. I know I've gotten a ton of value out of this, so I know my audience has gotten a ton of value out of this. So I encourage you all to get out there and hustle today. <laughs>